0: Hello everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Brunton Bugle for the new season. Yes, it's the summer update. It's the time to start talking about fixtures, new shirts, pre-season games, signings, which there haven't been any yet, of course, but we're, you know, we'll be doing that in the next few weeks. But as you've probably guessed already, the show started without the theme this week and that's because it's our sort of way of showing a mark of respect for some really sad news that we got this week, which was the passing of United's head of academy coaching, David Wilkes. Now, Dave wasn't just head of academy coaching at the club, he was a well, part of the fabric of the club, as the article on the official website says, pretty much non-stop for the last 32 years or so, 33 years basically, bar a seven-year gap where he was, I think at Newcastle and Huddersfield, and his passing was such a shock to a lot of people, and it's, I think it's really hit the club really hard, it, it, it's such, such sad news, and I, I should say, Dan is here with me on the show today. Mike's not able to record because he's... Busy Hi Ron, working. yeah, yeah, I'm here. So, um, yeah, Dan, I mean, when the news broke the other day, it just such a shock, wasn't it? You know, only the age of 59 as well to sadly hear of his passing.
1: Yeah, uh, Kevin's a great shock. Uh, the sh- I mean, as you've already said, Dave was involved in the club for roughly 30 years, barred a little break in the middle. Uh, and... A lot of that is obviously with the academy and youth uh, set-up training. You know, as as we say, people forget he was actually joint sort of core manager stroke coach at Mm. times, you know, manager. And uh, I think he was coach under Nigel Pearson. And the the one thing that's really, really struck me in uh, following the breaking of this news is the sheer number of ex-players who've spoke up about him. Yeah. And um, but by ex players, I don't just mean obvious first team players who knew him. I don't even just mean youngsters who made it and maybe drifted into non league. Even lads who were like in the youth team and have drifted out the game. You know, there's it's yeah. abs- you know it's incredible the number of folk who have you know yeah. across social media, and I think I think that's testament to sort of the job he did at Carlisle in the youth department.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, just to give it sort a little bit of a background history on, on Dave, because some of our young fans might not, you know, know the face that well, because he was more working in the background these days. So Dave, uh, he's Barnsley lad. Um, he started his career at Barnsley, off his hometown club. He only made 17 appearances, and scored two goals. I think he had quite a bad injury when he was there that kind of sort of ended his sort of career as a a full professional almost. He scored two on his debut against Shrewsby Town. I was actually looking on the bounty for him. Some of their fans were still talking quite fondly of him because I think they had like some phenomenal midfielders in the early 80s and he just couldn't break into the team back then. Um He actually had a two-year spell living out in Hong Kong, which anyone who ever met Dave will know, he would tell you all about his time playing for Harps in Hong Kong, any opportunity he got. Um, he then had a sort spell at Stockport County and then sort of drifting into non-league football for three years with Frickley Athletic <laughs> Just just mentioning that yeah.
1: Stockport, I saw a great little tale mm. of uh, Jeff Jackson, friend of the show, uh, mm. everyone knows Jeff, Jeff the programme man, Dave Wilkes actually once asked him if he could help him track down yeah. a Stockport County programme because Dave Wilkes was on the action picture on the yeah. front, which were, you know, programmes back then basically used one action picture a, a, a game, you know, it was... Yeah. Uh, I thought it was quite a touching little story,
0: that. Yeah, if, if you go on the official website, the club up put a nice little page of tributes from people across the club, and there's actually a picture, that that picture of that programme is on there. I think uh, Jeff sent it to them, didn't he, I think, so they could use it. Um yeah. But yeah, Frickley Athletic and Bridlington Town, uh, two Yorkshire clubs that he was uh, involved in for three years. Frickley after he actually have tweeted as well, saying I think he was involved in their like Sheffield Cup win or something like that. They won the Sheffield Senior Cup or something like that, and very well remembered by their fans and their club. Um, And then interestingly, he came to us in 1990, um, mostly to do, I think, something to do with the um, football in the community, wasn't it? And a little bit of that and a bit of the centre of excellence stuff. But he was also registered as a player and he did actually make five first team appearances during that two year spell. Which kind of, you forget, it's like a little, you know, the the twilight of his playing career, he got that extra chance, didn't he? Um, But from then onwards, he was involved in, in coaching mostly and Particularly I think I think the spell we'll always remember is ninety two through to like ninety seven when he we'll talk about it in a minute, he was a caretaker manager and director of coaching as well as part of that. Some of the talents that came through during that time, you some, you sometimes forget just how good our youth setup was. And and Dave was the one who was coaching them, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, oh, We we were sort of trying to put together a list, weren't we weren't and- we? Yeah. When, when you look at it, it's, and we, are, are you reading this list out?
0: I'm going to read it. Oh, yeah, I need to dig it up. So you, you keep talking while I try and find it I put it in the group chat we're involved in. So, yeah, uh... and
1: uh, we, we, we were actually thinking, shit, we missed him. Bloody hell, what about him? And it, it's, it's actually incredible the sheer volume of players that have passed through his gap. Idens, yeah. You know.
0: So I'll I'll, I'll read it. I've yeah. found it now. Thank you, thank you for uh, yeah. uh, filling a bit of time for me there. I mean, these are just off the top men and I'm sure I've missed probably some big ones. Now. I definitely did because a few got brought up in the, in the group chat we're in. So Matt Jansen and Roy De Lapper, two of the obvious ones. Scott Doby, Paul Reed, Jared Branfway, Dean Henderson, obviously in terms of his time this time round. James Trafford, who's playing for the England twenty ones at the moment. Kyle Dempsey, Paul Boatine, Tony Cage, Owen Moxon was in the youth setup when he was there. Taylor Chartis, is Jack Ellis. Pat Brough, Danny Granger, I think, for a brief period there. Will Varty's another one. I mean, in terms of other ones, you've got people like, you know, Dave Symington and Steve Swinglehurst, uh, Lee Andrews. I mean, I think Potts and Gillespie had a little bit in terms of playing a little bit for the under-16s, I think, before they went straight into the youth team. Um, I mean that's just naming a few of the top feds. I'm sure i have missed some of the ones there, but Oh, definitely definitely.
1: We'll we'll have miss we will missed plenty,
0: you know. I mean look at the ones who've gone on to play for work. I mean, Dabby Houston, you know, was working to manager for a bit as well, alongside Lee Andrews, you know, he was part of our youth setup and he, you know, will have come through under um Wilksy as well. It it just and it's like you said, I think you're absolutely spot on. One of the key things when you look through all the comments on Facebook. Was actually the amount of parents as well would come on saying he was brilliant for for my lad, future, and these lads who never made it, they've never gone even on to you know your likes of working to an even penny for that. Like you said, they've drifted out the game, but he looked after them and he was always there to sort of helping hand to help those people, and it's it's a real testament to what a bloke he was. And like you said, he had that two year period where he was director of coaching, you know, working under Knighton alongside John Halpin, which you know was a fine close task for the pair of them, and, and totally unfair for them to be put in that situation. But a lot of people talk about what good football we actually played at times in that period under them, don't they? You know, we, we had some great players, you know, Nick Wright and Alan Smart and, you know, and uh, all kinds of players like that, don't you? It's just absolutely incredible when you look back at some of those players we had. Unfortunately, he also he was involved in the Jimmy Glass day as well. He was an assistant manager under uh, Nigel Pearson when he came in for his first job. Yeah, he,
1: Nigel Pearson actually posted on his socials earlier it. He did. was a
0: nice it wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. so then... He drifted out away from us, he, he, he was at a spell at Newcastle, I think some time at Gretna possibly as well, Huddersfield Town, but then he was brought back to the club in two thousand and five under simo because I think Simmer basically wanted to get good people back and involved with the club, didn't he, basically? Yeah. Like him and Halpy. and you know, he's been here ever since. And you know, I, I had two years working in the um communications uh, media team at, at Carl United and I had to work a bit closely with Dave on a couple occasions in terms of putting together the Academy brochure each year. And genuinely you'll not you'd not want to meet a more lovely fella genuinely really lovely fellow and it's really really sad to you know pass away at such an early age and, and like you said all the tributes he's had and even plays like, like recent current players who you'd think probably wouldn't have that much of a connection with, I've seen like you know Martin Smith, Alex McQueen you know Jamie Devitt's put a nice tribute because he used to be his neighbour yeah. as well and people like that it shows just what a big impact he made and you know um, as we say we pass on all our best wishes don't we to his family and friends and you know at this really obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 Okay then, let's move on. Um, it's time now to talk about uh, the news, Dan, that's come over the summer. So first up, did you want to start with Kits? Yeah, we'll do the Kits.
1: as I yeah. think I think given the uh, the reaction in the last sort of, what is it, they've been out for, we're, we're recording this on Friday, so they've been out yeah. a day.
0: Yeah, full, just over a full day.
1: incredible. Yeah, I mean, incredible. you've
0: been you've been by a couple of times by the club shop, and there's been queues around the corner, isn't it, the ticket yeah, office
1: Yeah. Like uh, I drove past last last night, as in Thursday, about six pm, yeah. and it was huge. Uh, a couple of mates messaged me, two two and a half hours they waited. <sighs> I think it was wow. meant to shut at eight, but they actually stayed open to serve everyone. So credit to them for that. Yeah, uh, I I went past at half ten. Friday morning, and it was round to the St John's ambulance bit by the paddock. Wow, you know, it's just in, in, incredible. You know,
0: it's amazing. Isn't it so and that it's... was it was it, it was
1: it was raining at half ten as well. You know, so yeah.
0: So the new shirts are out. They they were released on a fixtures Results Day. Um, uh, it, it, this is a weird one because it's, it's not podcasts are not really a visual medium, are they? So we can We're going to sort of describe them to them, but um. Let's start with the home kit. It's basically like a seat on the trains on the Northern Line, isn't it? Of the uh, of the Underground. But it's, it, I just genuinely think it's one of the best kits you have had in years. So it's basic for me. It's a cross between the ninety three to ninety five kit and the ninety two to ninety three kit. The home kit. Yeah, right I've, I've seen
1: I've seen a lot of people basically say it's a ninety three to ninety five, and I get that. But I think there is a slight nod to ninety two ninety three
0: in it yeah. as well. Hundred percent, definitely. So it's kind of it's yeah. these weird L shapes. I have to admit, when I first saw it on the uh, the little teaser video, they put of just of the crest, I was a bit worried because, like those little L shapes, if you put them in a certain way, it can look a bit dodgy. <laughs> but thankfully, the pattern was done in a way that that doesn't. Are, you, are
1: you on about a famous Fiorentina shirt of the nineties? There, uh...
0: yes, I possibly am. Maybe that that's yes. one of the first questions. There, 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 was, there was a
1: Fi- there was a Fiorentina kit came out in the nineties when Seven Up sponsored them, which was. You know, a cool as f sponsor, yeah. and it, halfway through the season, someone noticed that the actual pattern resembled sort of a a World War Two either
0: group flag. Uh, let's just put yeah. it that way, shall we? Anyway, yeah. yeah so, yeah. thankfully, it doesn't. It, the pattern is lovely. It's beautiful. It's it's the right shade of well. Yeah, I think it's the right shade of blue. Mostly, would you agree?
1: Yeah, uh, I've not seen it fully in the flesh yeah. yet. Uh, I. Some of the photos, the shorts looked slightly different, but that might be the lighting. So, yeah. I'll reserve judgment on that. Uh, I'll just agree with I was. Uh, I heard Radio Cumbria Paul Newton saying yeah. he would prefer white shorts, and I think 100%. I think I I, yeah. I agree there. But yeah. I can put up with the blue ones. Nobody yeah, at it, all.
0: It's, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. I, I, it seems to be the theme that the club is sticking with now: blue shorts. But I, I prefer white shorts. I think they look nicer, and I, I think it fits. I think then that gives you the option to go to blue shorts if you have a clash, doesn't it? That that's the way I like. I like to have the the white shorts, the main one, but but hey, yeah, that's the way. So it's it's like it is like it's it's blue with these sort of white line patterns, but little black sorry, little red triangles on it as well, isn't it? So it it it, it is like a bus seat basically, yeah. but it's a really nice looking bus seat. And
1: the the thing that's really took me with it is it's it sort of nineties retro is oh. a bit in at the moment, mm-hmm. and the number of main line sort of. Football accounts that got onto it. Classic football shirt was straight onto it. Four four two went onto it. Copper went onto it. Yeah, two or three others, you know. And these are serious accounts. And I, I had I had mates messaging me yesterday when I shared it on my Instagram story, going, "Wow, what a kit!"
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's
1: it's a it's a bona fide a cult classic coming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's 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 genuinely. It's one of those ones where you should should buy yourself one to wear. And then buy yourself one to keep bags because it'll be worth a few quid in a few years' time, I think. There'll be a lot of them about, but I think to have one that's brand new in a few years' time will be like gold dust, basically. But genuinely, really lovely kit. I really like it. I think the design's nice. I think the sponsor looks good in it. It doesn't, you know, that's what... I should say, actually, Bimpson and Story Homes on the back uh, both sign up for another season, which is good news as well. I like it when yeah. we stick with sponsors. We're not flitting between them all the time. Um But yeah, I think it looks really nice. The only issue is it looks like the badge is... One of those iron-on or whatever it is ones, and I think the Umbro think logo that's... is also like a sticker one. But I'm, I'm being picky. Yeah, it's one of those ones where I think, look, if you're that bothered, get your mum to stitch it <laughs> so it doesn't come off. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the suggestion I'd make. But um, but yeah, I I think it's such such a smart kit. I think I've had so many mates who aren't colour fans, basically saying, that it's so nice." I wish our kit was that, you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, which 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 London Underground line did you say? Did you say the Northern? I think you
0: sent it in a, in you, a group you, chat.
1: No, you, you said the Northern. It's the Piccadilly. Piccadilly. Correct. I do apologise. Because the Northern's the black line. Yes, it's the Piccadilly, a Piccadilly one. One. It's a blue line. Yeah.
0: It's a bit like the Man United kit. The Man United blue Awake kit of the early 90s, isn't it? I think, really. They added that. Yeah, side. yeah. Slightly. Not quite, but it's slightly like that. Anyway. Yeah. But that's proved really popular. Well, let's get on to it then. The Awake kit. Wow, wow! <laughs> that, I mean, up, up the Bertie Bassett Blues, up the Fruit Salad Blues, up the Blackjack Blues. It's it's like it's just mental, isn't it? I, I don't it's, even know how to describe. So I've heard someone describe it. It's like the the camo that you get on Call of Duty, but the camo happens to be black, yellow, and pink.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, again, it's it's also got cult classics there, oh, it's incoming. 100%. but for a different reason.
0: It because it's, it's
1: just so out there.
0: It's absolutely honking, but in a good way.
1: And yeah, people, yeah. some
0: people don't seem to grasp this. You can have a kit that's a bit extravagant and a bit honking, but can still be a good kit. It can still be oh, a really, yeah, really yeah, good kit. Yeah. And for me, it'll probably help if you have a good team playing in it. But for me, looking at it, I'm thinking, yeah, that, that's that's going to be a classic. That's going. I'm going to buy one. And I, look, I didn't bother buying last year's. I'm hundred percent buying I, it I, this year.
1: I, I haven't bought a home shirt for years, apart from to the lad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be buying both of
0: these. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're proper, are proper. And nice there's kids. a lot of
1: people have said similar.
0: Yeah, on it's...
1: Twitter, Facebook, etc. Yeah.
0: Apparently, the players aren't too impressed with the away kit, but I'm sure they'll get used to it quickly. <laughs> I mean, and people, I have people say like, "Oh, you know, it's not like the deck chair. The deck chair was a classic." I'm sure there was plenty of people in the deck chair came out because you didn't have social media that thing You didn't know. It went, God, that's bloody yeah. horrible that kit. I mean, the kid. A lot of kids were like that, like the back then anyway. But a lot of people, a lot of you know, a lot of opposition fans think that. Deck check, it's terrible. We all think it's great. Yeah. So you know that that shows yeah. the difference, doesn't it? So yeah, it's it's proved really popular. It's selling massively. I genuinely think it's pulling. I know there was talk that apparently last season's kit was our most popular ever. Pff, this is going to blow out the water for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Especially to like I
1: say, that you could you could see hipsters and kit enthusiasts buying it as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. And we should say the new blue is live, and it looks a massive improvement on the, yeah. the previous one.
1: Yeah, I I know I know. That. I won't mention his name because he he doesn't want much fanfare. But uh, I, would I do know Barry. the lad. <laughs> yeah, and I I basically put him in touch with a club and encouraged them to work together. And it's it's a it's a massive massive improvement. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a couple of teething problems if anyone yeah, yeah, says, "Oh, them. I couldn't do this or couldn't that." You know, they've just updated something that hasn't been updated for a decade or so. so well,
0: you, but... you say that 100%. I was the last one to do the, the proper, <laughs> a full upgrade, at least, on it anyway. So I know yeah. for a fact that it, it, it's it been a, a while in the coming. The problem is you've got to do the, the, the point-of-sale stuff, the back-of-house stuff as well, at the same time, if you're going to really upgrade it, yeah. which it looks like they've done. and. Yeah, the positive is if you've got that. And it's, there's some nice little bits in it, some nice retro swim shorts as well as on there as well, if anyone's interested. to so go go and have a look, get all, get yourself on the website, spend all your money for the summer as well on there, and that'll really help the club. But yeah, fantastic. So that's a new kit covered, I think. Yeah, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're pretty much covered off. No goalkeeper kits yet. Yeah. We haven't seen them. They're coming next month, apparently. So uh, any fans of Tomás, and we know we are, there are several people who are very big fans of Tomás who listen to this show, Um, you'll, you'll get to see him in it next month in July. So there you go. Right, fixtures time. What do you want to start with, pre-season or full fixtures? Do do the main ones. Do the main ones. Yeah, okay. So main ones first, right. Uh, it seems weird talking about fixtures, doesn't it, for five or ten minutes, but that's what we're going to do. Um, so yeah, fixtures are out. Um, key ones, I'm just trying to load up the page here. We, have, we haven't fully prepared for this episode, if I'm honest, because like, we, 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 we moved it last minute, didn't we? We were going to do it yesterday, but when the news broke, we... Didn't yeah. quite feel appropriate, did it, to, to do it then? That's why we sort of delayed it coming out. Um, yes, so um, key fixtures-wise, starting off, Fleetwood Town at home, Dan. What do you think of that? Yeah, uh,
1: ready-winnable first game. Brilliant.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, they're in a little bit of disarray off the field at the moment, aren't they? Obviously, their owner has been a naughty boy. We won't we go into too much detail I- on that. I, w-
1: I would suggest a little bit is probably the understatement under- of the yes. season
0: so far. All, all I'll say is go and look up Fleetwood Town on, on Google and, yeah. and find out for yourselves. We're not going to go into details, on it? But yeah, because I mean, look, they've been heavily backed by him for years, haven't they? And if he's not going to be involved as much anymore, that begs the question, where does the money come from? Because Who, Who is? The, 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 they don't get big crowds, so could could be a really, really tough season for them. So actually, of all the the existing League One teams to face at home, if I had to pick one, I probably would have said, yeah, that'll do me, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I'd have been happy with that. So yeah. we start off with Fleetwood at home. A home game's always good to start, is not it, to be fair? Um, first away game. It's our first trip for a few years to the Kassam Stadium, Oxford United. Yeah. Uh, former club of, not the former ground of, obviously, because it was built well after he played there, of our... Boss uh, Paul Simpson, he's a bit of a legend down there, yeah. isn't he? Actually, yeah. I know the yeah. guys on the D3 D4 podcast, one of the guys, um, James, he would he always wax lyrical about uh, Paul Simpson, obviously, and the fact that he was such a great player for them. So, yeah, um, yeah. that'll be a nice little return for him. Um, interesting one, that isn't it, really? Because they've had they, they had a few seasons where they were doing very good under Carl Robinson, they struggled last season. So, going there, they've made a couple of good signings this summer, though. Well, they signed the lad from um, Notts County, what's his name?
1: Yeah. Is it Ruben Rodriguez
0: or something like that's that? That's the one. they definitely signed him. Yeah. I'm sure they've signed someone else as well. So Was it not McEachran? Possibly. Is that the lad who was at Swindon? Yeah. It might have been him.
1: Uh, I think
0: it was MK. MK, right. Okay, maybe the other one then, possibly. Yeah, I think, I think you might be right on that one. But yeah, so um, so that's initial start. And then um, I won't go too much into the rest of August, but we'll talk about the the second home game, Dan, because that's a biggie, isn't it? Tuesday night under the light, well, probably not under the lights because it'll still be bright for most of it. <laughs> uh, our good friends from Wigan, from down the M6, are uh, coming up yeah, for the game, Wigan. aren't they? Yeah, I don't think great, some man. of our fans realise how big a game that's going to be, do they?
1: Carlisle Wigan in the 90s was massive. I mean, some of, you younger lot, some of you younger lot who think Hartlepools a Derby, nothing on Wigan. I mean, it, it probably won't be now because it's a new generation, but it used to be crazy when we played Wigan.
0: I think it'll bring a few of the old school loons out there that game, I think, especially if <laughs> it's August and need to Tuesday night but yeah. it's August so you, can, you yeah. can't you can get back after the game on the train sadly I mean it's almost one of the ones I, I, I look I'd kind of hope they'd do the same favour for us at Christmas because we'll talk about that one in a minute but I kind of think like, why don't we just make it a seven o'clock kickoff and let them get as many up as they can, get a good atmosphere, a good crowd on the train and stuff. Because you can still do it by train if you come on, if if it's a seven o'clock kickoff, especially because it's in the summer as well. It's a bit more easy. But I was looking, we've only played them 17 times. We're going to play. And most of them were in the cup. Uh, Well, not just that. One of them was in 1934 in the FA Cup. We lost 6-1 against them. But actually, you look down, you know, mostly. Yeah, you're right. It's been in the FA Cup, actually. We haven't league-wise. We've only played them. Gonna quickly count the top head. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ten times in the cu- in the league. There's yeah. seven of them have been in, in cups, two in the auto win screens. Well, and... in,
1: in in the nineties we were all glued together in the FA Cup for a couple of years. Oh, it was ridiculous, wasn't My it, first really? my first ever away game was the two nil defeat at Wigan in the cup.
0: Yeah, that was in nineteen eighty nine, was it? Yeah. December. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just I've got the head heads up here, so that's why i am look at it. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's the bit of August covered off um, into uh, into September. You've got Derby County at home on Saturday, the 23rd of September. That's not a bad one to have, is it, really? Um, unfortunately, yeah. I, f- I thought that might be during the international weekend and maybe we'd get it live on Sky, but actually it's not. It were, I've looked at our, inter- our fixtures during the international breaks are are not exciting ones. Stevenage, um, I think Orient, possibly.
1: Not, 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 not to uh, accuse the EFL of match fixing but it was noticeable in League Two that Wrexham horse Salford in the October window. Yeah. That's that's a coincidence, isn't
0: it? Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Very funny indeed. Um yeah, so Derby County home Saturday twenty third. That's a, a a belt in one isn't it That's one to really look forward to. Um the, Bolton away, there's
1: only one game stands out in October. Bolton Away. Bolton Away.
0: It's a cracker in it. That is. A cracker get to get, get we'll it to take out. loads there. Uh, Not too late in the thing. I reckon we could start We'll really easily take two and a half thousand there, surely, especially yeah. if we get a good start as well. There's every chance we'll take a nice big following for that one, so that's that's one really to look yeah. forward to. Um, yeah, looking back down through into November, you've got Charlton at home, Barnsley, I Barnsley, Barnsley away, actually. Yeah, Barnsley away is a good one in, in, in November. You know, and I'm in Tenerife,
1: I'm in Tenerife, I'm gonna miss Barnsley again.
0: Typical that I've been to it, doesn't matter like too much of
1: but. But I'm back in time for Reading away on Tuesday night.
0: Are you doing that one? Because that's a mad one. Yes,
1: yeah. I've already booked already booked my leave off work because I'm going to be working that day.
0: Oh, we we always knew that was going to be a ridiculous one. I, I actually so, put it
1: on Twitter <laughs> when they got relegated. Yeah. I said, "You just know Reading away will be a Tuesday night." Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and then looking into December, uh, December's a crazy month, isn't it? Not only yeah. have you got the second round of the FA Cup potentially at the start of the month, Blackpool away on Saturday the 9th. Fleetwood away on Boxing Day and Wigan away on Friday, the 29th of December.
1: There's, there's, I, I put in one of our group chats today the attendance is for the fans, like yeah. the allocations. There's two grounds we may struggle at. Fleetwood is the obvious one because yeah. you only get 1100, and the other one is actually, I forgot to say it earlier, Oxford. You only get 1400 yeah. at Oxford. I
0: think, they can extent, game. I think they can extend that, though. I have, I have a feeling they can extend that. It's going to be their first home game as well, though, isn't it? Possibly. I don't think they get that close to selling out. I might be wrong on that, possibly, but, but there you go. Mm. Wigan, yeah, an- annoyingly, Friday the 29th, rather than if it was boxing, it'd be better, but Friday the 29th, you can't even get the train back afterwards at the moment. If they moved it to a 7 o'clock Not- kickoff, off it'd be tight, but Yeah. The campaign
1: has begun to move it to a seven. Crew yeah. got a seven o'clock last exactly. Year you still couldn't get back by train
0: exactly, whereas you can for this one. So I think that kind of makes sense. I think
1: sense. currently it's twenty one twenty eight the last train. Yeah. So exactly. if it was a seven o'clock kickoff, finish at 5 T, two, so you've got half yeah. an hour. It's about
0: yeah twenty minute walk to the ground from exactly. the station. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, New Year's Day, Port Vale at home. That's not a very exciting, one is it? With all the greatest respect to Port Vale, it's not slagging them off. I'm sure they're the same thing in bloody. I'll go to Carlisle on New Year's Day. Not much fun, is it? Um, Just before my birthday, Saturday the 3rd of February, we're away at Leighton Orient. a nice little trip to London. That would be lovely. I was just... One you've
1: missed there, exited away on the 6th. Could end up being a Tuesday night if either team gets through in the FA Cup.
0: Frustratingly, yeah. Um, Day before Valentine's Day, we're away at Burton on a Tuesday night as well again. Every single time we go there, it seems to be, doesn't it? Um, Through into March, we've got Reading at home at the start of March. Um, a nice trip to Charlton as well, in March as well. Uh, the trip to, excuse me, I'm looking forward to that one because I haven't done that for a while. Uh, Easter weekend fixtures, away at Peterborough on the Good Friday, which suits me because I've never been to Peterborough, so I need to take it off. Probably not. No, no. It's- Wigan and Peterborough are the only two in-, in League One that I've not done. So looking forward wow. to completing the set this season. I have to wait till later on the season. You Easter you month- Yeah, yeah. I went to watch Reading against Leeds randomly. I was living down there at the time. Weird enough. So there ah,
1: we yes, that's right. I yeah. remember now, yeah.
0: A freebie ticket I got off someone. Um, Yeah, uh, Lincoln at home on Easter Monday and then we finished the season uh, with... It's a tough end to the season, actually, I think, in terms of when you look at the fixtures, the last three. Blackpool at home, you'd imagine Blackpool are going to be decent this season. Wickham at home, who've been very good over the last few years and then Derby County away. When was the last time we played Derby on the last day of the season? Seventy five. 1975. They were title winners we were relegated but we won <laughs> so uh, hopefully not the relegation bit, but maybe we can get the win maybe and spoil a title play we, for them we
1: didn't lose to Derby, who won the league and we didn't lose to everton who
0: finished second we cost everton the title basically didn't we so, yeah. so there you go uh yeah so that's it in terms of fixes we just had a little look through that I, I i've got no major issues just some of the tuesday nights are a bit annoying and wigan being on that friday before after christmas is annoying me a little bit but, but i'm reasonably happy with them are you
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Fixtures. I mean, there, at the
1: isn't... end, at the, at the end of the day, you play every team twice, over exactly. The way, but there's exactly. always certain ones you look for. I mean, my mine were sort of Wigan because I've not done the DW Stadium, Uh Barnsley, which annoyingly I miss, yeah. and Reading. They were they were the ones that stood out for me. So, yeah, yeah.
0: Spots on. Uh, let's talk about the cup draw as well, shall we, Dan? Not the cup we don't want to talk about, although we might kind of have to slightly reference it in a sec. Um, the Carabao Cup. So we're sitting there watching it the other day, all these numbers coming out, we're waiting for Middlesbrough away or West Brom away, or Stoke away. I think they're the three that us we wanted, weren't they? Really?
1: What, I think I said West Brom, Stoke, or Hullwood are doing mate, done makers. You know yeah. the ground, Hull, decent Hull well, grounds. Yes.
0: Never been yeah. yet, so they're, they're the ones um, that we were looking at. And then number, I think it was, it, I can't remember which number it was, it might be number 15 comes out, Harrogate Town or at home. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, no. With number nine, Carlisle United.
1: And as, as we alluded to a minute ago, three out, well, the day before, we found out we were put in the trophy group with Accrington and Harrogate and uh, this is the only time we'll properly mention yeah. it, but the under-21 team we got was not forest.
0: Mm. Interesting just mm. see if Finnback comes back, or he'll be playing against yeah. them, maybe. You'll have to say, well, he would be able to, I presume. He would. Speak,
1: speak, speaking of uh, EFL and fixing things, mm. ironic that Man United landed in the pot with Bolton, Stockport and Salford this time, eh?
0: Yeah, it's funny, that, isn't it? And it's funny, <laughs> It's funny, isn't it, how Wrexham uh, v Wigan has been picked as one of the live ties, isn't it, for oh, first fancy round? I that. From the thing, yeah, you wouldn't see that I'm come, would that. you? Um, I'm not not not. I'm not suggesting Harrogate v Carlisle's more glamorous and should be shown, but uh, but there you go. I mean, I just I kept, we got promoted to get away from Harrogate for God's sake, yeah, and we're playing them twice in the cups for yeah. God's sake. Just watch the FA Cup draw, just you watch, it's happening. We are drawing them in the first round of the FA Cup as well. I'm I'm putting it out there right now. Oh, typical, but there that that's the Tuesday just after the uh, the first uh home game, isn't it? Harrogate away. I'll probably do it just because it's. Relatively easy to get to and take another one off, but uh, but there you go. Um, that's fixtures done then, Dan isn't it? Really? I mean, it's, yeah, it's fixtures, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not much more to say than that, really. I suppose yeah. at the moment.
1: Um, uh, we'll quickly mention the pre-seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not too much. On and away Friday night. Nice. That's a nice one. We never want to play them for a yeah. long time, have we? Workington. Yeah. Uh, you missed one.
0: Miss Gretna. So basically, I'll go Gretner. through them. I've got the list up here. So yeah, Gretna. Fr- Friday, Friday the 7th, uh, we're away at uh, Annan, which is 7.45. I think you can get tickets off on Annan's website already. I think that'll be a sellout, yeah, that yeah. I'd imagine, wouldn't it, really? Because be a lot of fans will just travel over the border to tick a ground off as well. Uh, Tuesday the 11th of July, we play Gretna. I think it's the first time we've played Gretna in a proper pre-season friendly for probably about pushing on 20 years, I think.
1: Be, we used to play... them. While.
0: I don't think we played them when they moved to Scotland, did we? I think no. When they initially moved to Scotland, maybe we used to mainly play them when they were in the Unibond League, didn't we? Back in the day, I I,
1: I think it's probably a thank you for their... we use their their pitch for training a lot when the weather's
0: bad. Yeah, looking after Lewis Bell last season as well, maybe a bit that too. So, so yeah, it's unusual two Scottish clubs and both of them have got plastic pitches. So it's. um, Interesting way to start the season. And then, as you mentioned, Saturday, the 15th of July, we're away at Workington. That should be a good test. because yeah. they. I'll, I'll just improved.
1: add, while we're mentioning the local ones, a couple of folk have asked why Penrith are not there. Penrith are getting their 4G pitch put down. Yes. And if yeah. you look at their fixtures, the first eight games are all away in the league.
0: Yes, they're, because they're playing away at Workington, aren't they, in a pre-season friendly too? I think.
1: Yeah, and they've also... They've drawn Carlisle City in one of the Cups at home, but it might have to get
0: switched to Carlisle City in the League yeah, Cup. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, kind yeah. of makes sense, doesn't it? But there you go. Um, yes, so Workington away on Saturday the 15th. Then jump forward. I'm guessing them. there's probably going to be a training camp somewhere in the middle of this, isn't there? And imagine. Possibly. They're, possibly. They're probably, they'll probably play a behind-closed-doors game in the middle of that. They usually yeah. do. Saturday the 22nd of July, Newcastle under-21s at Gateshead. Yeah, and anyone who's been to Gateshead, it's not a great place to go and watch football, is it? No. To put it bluntly, also
1: there's a train strike being announced for that day. Yes. So it's
0: a two two p.m. kickoff that as well. I should note, so it's a yeah. little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, so we're playing Newcastle in over at over Gateshead. Maybe we're looking to use it as an opportunity to look at some of their young players. Potentially, we could take on loan next season. Maybe. Which yeah, maybe, maybe maybe not the worst side of the world. And then we finish off with the one home friendly we've got Saturday, twenty ninth of July, Dundee United at home. It's kind of annoying because I would have liked to have gone up to Dundee. That would have been oh, a real yeah, yeah. trip to do Tanadice, wouldn't it? Frustrating it's, that.
1: It's like we've mentioned before, Scottish League Cup is now played in July in groups. So, yeah. once to do the draw for that, every team gets either a blank Tuesday or Saturday. So, yeah. we've obviously waited till it's drawn. Dundee God United's them. fixtures have come out. They've been spare. Yeah. so we've approached them. so yeah.
0: There you go. I, I don't know if they'll announce any more on top of that. We're not playing Kendall this season, which is a little bit of a shame. I'm not sure what's going on there, but maybe, to be honest, they're, they're a bit of a lower standard now, aren't they, Kendall? So maybe that's has got no, something lower to do They've with.
1: had a lot of off-field stuff the last couple of years yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, it's been quite a challenge for them, is it? I think it's fair to say, but there you go.
1: The clubhouse so, yeah. is full of Preston stuff anyway, so...
0: It is, you know, as all Tom Finney's... <laughs> it's weird for Kendall, isn't it? Because it... It's Cumbria, but it's kind of it's Westmorland, though, isn't it? Really, so it's yeah, yeah. they're kind of people there stuck between, with feeling like the Cumbria to feel like the there's, there's
1: a bit of a split in the town as well, yeah. Because I know loads of decent lads from Kendal who follow Carlisle, yeah. But there's also quite a few follow Preston,
0: yeah, yeah. There's, there's a real mix, isn't there? Really, and, and
1: if you think about it, Oxenholm is pretty much bang in the middle on the train yeah. for both.
0: Because you think just because it's in the same county, they will, but it's not necessarily the case, is it? No, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. it's similar to the fact that there's quite a few. Scottish fans across the board who will come and watch Carlo. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, right, I think that's it. I don't mean, there's any other news, really. So there's been no signings made. Of Taylor Charles has signed his new deal, which is good news. Yeah, yeah. And we're still waiting on um, Feeney and uh, Patrick confirming. It doesn't look like Feeney's going to stay, does it, I think? The, the the whispers
1: suggest Patrick may stay, Feeney yeah. will be away.
0: Yeah, that's the I,
1: I would already. like to think that'll be sorted by pre-season training on yeah. Wednesday.
0: I would imagine we'll get a few names danced on Wednesday, possibly. But there you go. Um, uh,
1: apparently, uh, quickly, apparently Simo, the breakfast for the fixtures, hope to have three signings in for pre-season on Wednesday.
0: Oh, that'll be good. That'll be good yeah. to see, at least. Anyway, so there you go. Yeah. I imagine it's going to be a very busy few weeks anyway after that. So there yeah. You go. yeah. Cool. Right, uh, I think that's it then, Dan, isn't it? I don't think there's a huge much else to cover. Um, We'll be well, back. Uh, and... Go on. We're, we're rolling the X blues over until yeah. the next one. Yeah, so we can get them all together Um, because there's quite a few in there.
1: We're probably going to do one in a couple of weeks' time for the start of the friendlies.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do one. We'll be doing one, I think, maybe possibly the Monday before the Annan friendly because I'm away for that – Friendly, so I'm not going to be able to do one like just before it. It'll have to be like a yeah, few yeah. days before, so we'll sort it out But yeah, that's it. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. Really appreciate your support over last season and into this season. I got to say a big thank you as well again to the London branch. I should have said this at the start, obviously, in terms of doing the episode differently. Didn't get a chance, but uh, they've agreed to sponsor us again for next season, which is a hugely, hugely appreciated. So thank you very yeah. much to those guys. Cheers, uh, so That's it. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. And up the blues. Up the blues.
1: Oh.